When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A Paolo Di Canelo West Ham Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season nine. It is episode nine. Uh, I don't know how many episodes we've done. We must be approaching our 10-year anniversary, John. Well, yeah, if it's season nine. <laughs> Fucking hell, the way you work that out, John, it should be effective. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're wasted. You can hear from the dulcet tones we have John, back. Good evening, John. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my loft talking to you. Are you loft man? Oh, you could call me that. Yeah, so loft man. And uh, back uh, is Nigel. Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Slightly delayed reaction. Trying, okay, I'm okay, staying on the microphone. Shed man, loft man. Okay. Are you, uh, no, uh, are you a, a basement man then? I'm basement man tonight, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a basement tonight, so I'm basement Dungeon man. man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no George tonight. He's got doctor's note. So uh, maybe we get all four of us back uh, next week. Uh, yeah, we've got two games, haven't we, coming up. Um so let's talk. We are fresh. Come on. We we walked into work this morning, high of spirits as a West Ham fan, and wound up all the Man United fans, didn't we, John? Um, I didn't wind up any Man United fans because I don't work with any. But mm-hmm. I would have done. Yeah, you know I mean, I was full yeah. of high high on spirits. Yeah. Oh, well, my stepfather is a Man United fan who gave all excuses that that was the worst game he'd ever seen in his life and it was nothing to beat a Man United so crap than that. How about you, Nigel? Did you have any um, Man United fans or Manure fans to wind up this morning? No, I don't work in Surrey, so I don't sort of uh, <laughs> think about their pets. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, for those who missed it, we beat uh, Manchester United... Uh, 2-0 uh, for the second, well, we're not the second year running, but the winning for the second year running at the London Stadium. We won 3-1 last season, 2-0 this season. 
Uh, John, did you watch the game? I did, yes. And uh, live on Sky, I heard, and I just want to ask you this, that the commentary was very biased. Apparently, it was full of Man United commentators, no one to do with um, West Ham, and they, they spent the whole game talking about how rubbish man you were and nothing about how good West Ham were. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a good day for sport. So I planned, I had a couple of people come over and it was, we were planned for the rugby, the West Ham game, and then the Chelsea Liverpool game. And I must say the West Ham game, we had Gary Neville spouting all his crap all the way through it. And then we had the Liverpool game with Jamie Carragher. But I really need to look at that, Sean. I know you yeah. can you do anything about it, Mr. <laughs> I, I don't have any control over Sky, but I know somebody works at Sky, so I could pass. It was pass it on. is awful. It really is awful. But you know, we're used to it, aren't we? You know, you mm. you, you turn on the telly to watch like the West Ham Man United game and for the first half hour they talk about Liverpool. It's just Yeah. You know, it's shocking. Painful to So what was it like? It um did did the atmosphere and the occasion come through or or not? What, what did what was the game? It doesn't really. No, it, it doesn't come through. I, I mean, I've not, I, I mean, I haven't watched us on the telly that much, but you know, having watching it more nowadays, it doesn't really come through. If there, what was it like? You're in? Was there? Did it seem? Oh, like yeah, no, it was. No, it wasn't. It was in in our end, which is it's right next to it. Was busy. No, that's not that's not true. I think um, that used to for be. me. Well, you're you're only above it, and maybe you weren't listening. But I thought <laughs> I thought the 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 fans in the lower right next to the away fans were were at it. I mean, they it's Man United, right? They raised their game, and they were singing from the off with bubbles, and then they're singing, you know, uh, what used to be famous and. You're getting sacked in the morning, and you know you're only you only come around the corner. I thought, I thought our fans, or certainly the ones that stand up in the West End lower, were in good singing voice. So it's about and, a and that's before we squeezed. Well, you, look, I'm I'm in a bubble, so because I'm around those people, that's all I hear. I can't hear what the rest of the fifty-six, um, whether they're singing or doing anything. All right, fair enough. But you're above well, us, it, so it, I would thought you could hear us. It doesn't. No, whatever, it was good atmosphere. Whatever they do, then it it doesn't really come across. You you don't really hear it. Hmm. So you know, I thought it was one uh, of the better games, atmosphere wise. I thought it was one of the better games, and I thought there was a lot of bants. But I think although, I think the game, yeah. Although, although a lot of Man United tourists, we had a little altercation in one one four where two foreign Man United fans were given quite some hard shoves thrown out and told to F off if they wanted to uh, preserve their lives. How did you know they were Man United fans? Uh, well, only from what people in 114 said. Apparently, they started singing a Man United song. I'm only going from what I was told. Um, and joining in a Man United song. I don't know what it was. Uh, so they were thrown out. But there, apparently, there were people all over uh, the ground. Um, I know the police said afterwards they... Uh, ejected 20 fans. No, I think they said they ejected 50 fans in the home end and they rejected 20 fans from coming in. Uh, but when I know people were speaking, I mean, even my seats, because I missed the Norwich game, 
um, I asked the people next to us, were bought by two Australians on holiday. They weren't West Ham fans. They weren't Norwich fans. And they were just in London for a weekend and decided to, uh, oh, yeah, let's go and watch some Premier League this football. Is, this is a problem with the way West Ham handles their ticketing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Matt, I think it was worse. Apparently, there are a lot of touts out there. There are a lot of tourists out there. But any, anyway, uh, I still thought it was one of the better atmosphere games. So how about the going back to the game, John? Um, was it a fair result? What, did you think West Ham deserved it, or did did Man United just roll over? Um, I don't think I don't think Man United rolled over. Though it was a pretty, I don't know, come across where you are, but it was a pretty dull game from where we were, and it was, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. It looked, both teams looked very lethargic and. We, you know, I've seen some things on Twitter saying how West Ham raised their game against Man United. Well, we we didn't look like we were anywhere near playing as well as we could play, and they certainly were quite slow in their build-up play and everything. It just seemed like a very slow-paced game, and I think the best thing that happened was the goal just before half-time because that obviously changed everyone's outlook on the sort of. First Are you half. a lover of Yamelenko, John? Um. Yeah, I think you know, in, I think before he got injured, he was he was coming into form with us, having joined when he did last summer, and he he was showing signs of what they saw in him and why they signed him. So yeah, he was coming into form, showing what he could do, and then got injured. So he's been out for a long time. Yeah. He certainly does something different. You know, he he cuts in well. He's got a good left foot. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I mean, again, I've seen some stuff on flying around where people are moaning about him and slagging him off in four nails. So he's like. I so how about four nails? Did we miss? Did we miss Lanzini? Um. Yeah. Look, I would imagine we did because Lanzini's been in good form and and's been playing well. But I thought he he um four nails. I thought he grew into the game. Yeah. He he seemed to improve as the game got on. You know, he's in, he can only do that by playing. So he's clearly got some skill about him. But it's about confidence and getting used to the pace of the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. Talk, but, talking about people who get a lot of grief, unfairly, Aaron Cresswell has been getting a lot of grief from West Ham fans on social did he media. Get, did he get booed when they named him? In, in I the, think he did, yeah. I think he did, But which is embarrassing, really. I mean, I saw some stuff on social media last week saying, you know, he's a West Ham player and showing him some respect. Uh, and who knows, that might have egged him on because he, he came on and it wasn't just the, the free kick. And I, I must admit, I I turned to Mark uh, next to me and said, I can't believe they're letting Aaron Cresswell take a free kick. When's he ever scored anything? And of course, ah, he goes and scores saying. See, I said to uh, Sean next to me, for the first free kick, yeah, Creswell, this one. And he looks at me and went, what? I said, before Payette turned up, Creswell used to take the free kicks and bang the cup win. And he stepped up with the first one, just over. Second one, yeah. banged it in. And Sean's like, fucking yeah. hell, you know. I said, see, I told you. He's got a sweet left foot. Yeah. But he's missed a lot. I've seen him miss a lot. Well, he ain't took that many. Uh, I'd like to look that stat up and find out how many did. Anyway, let's let's let John finish. Who, who was your man of the match? Um, well, I kind of 
you know, there was Creswell was really good. Noble was really good. I yeah. thought Rice played really well. He done a couple of really good like bits of covering back and winning the ball and um Fabianski done really well when called upon. Yeah, Fabianski did some great saves there. Yeah, so kept, but it? I mean I'm happy to go with Noble. I thought, you know, he kept it all yeah. together and he deserved he, it. He won the Claren Hugh man of the match, which he's never done before. So uh I, I, you know, that's from about three hundred and sixty entries, so I thought worthy winner. Well, he didn't win it in the grand, did he? He didn't, no, because, of course, we haven't spoken about this. Who uh, got it on the ground? Well, I can't remember who got it on the ground. Was it Yarmolenko? Yeah. But that's picked by the sponsors. By the sponsors. But um, the only thing that probably let Mark Noble down is the Studs Up Challenge, which could have ended up in a red. Yeah, a lot of people saying that. Very nice. What's his studs up? Because I didn't. I thought his feet were well, planted on the ground, and that's why it was a late tackle, but not yeah, a danger I, tackle. I saw it. I mean, I see it with me claret and, claret and blue glasses. I don't think it was a red. It was a yellow. Yeah. I, I I did happen to have the sky oh, uh, feet <laughs> in my pocket yeah. to look at any. And you complain about foreign tourists. Yeah, well, I've only got yeah. it, and if there's a thing, I can see a replay. That's not, that's all how I do. You, how do you get a signal good enough <laughs> in the ground? Uh, how, how do you do yeah, that? I must save your Wi-Fi, John. It's got Wi-Fi now, isn't it? Have they not put Wi-Fi? No, it hasn't in? got it yet. It will have it soon. Oh, it will oh, have it soon. Right. Yeah, I just must have yeah. a good mobile signal. Yeah, because he sits um, down the front. That's why. Anyway, um, anything else to add, John? Before we move um, on to Shedman? I. Yeah, I know overall good performance. Creswell, great free kick. I thought Haller did did his job well. He, just didn't, he didn't get any major opportunities, but he he was held the ball up well and did what he had to do. Um, overall, it was all very very good. I was I was glad to see Wilshire come on, given his performance that he he had in the league league cup game and hasn't played since. So yeah. Good. And Bell Brainer didn't even play, so I can't even get his name wrong. You just there got you it go. right there. Um, Nigel. All right. Uh, you were there. I saw you. You did. Uh, hobnobbing with our uh, listeners. <laughs> I think we must have met all our listeners now <laughs> in the last two weeks. That was mad. Um, yeah. They just, they are. I mean, that would work. What did you think? Just to mention, I wasn't sitting next to you. It's another Sean that was sitting next yes, to you. Yes, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was my friend's son that sits next to me. Uh, no, very good game. Uh, before the, I was chatting before the game with um, Kevin and Norm, uh, listeners of the show, and I think Kevin or Norm got the team sheet, showed us it, and it was like we both we all looked and thought, we'd, you know, that is a Man United team not to be scared of. No one, really. Marcus Rashford, he's not a prolific goal scorer for some reason at the moment, whatever reason, but you just went through their team and their bench was like people I'd never heard of. I didn't, I don't know who they are. Yeah. And a bit of me... Well, they haven't got a fool. No, and a bit of me understands why the media spend so much on Man United. They are, you know, one of the top three teams in the world. Man United. Well, yeah, but they are one of the top three teams in the world. They bring a lot of people to the table. 
historically they've always been one of the big teams, like the Real Madrid's. You know, they've always been the biggest team in the country, support-wise. So a lot of people are going to spend a lot of time talking about them. And when you have a team that dominated football the way that they did under one manager for 25 years to now fall the way that they're fallen, where basically they're no better than us, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about it. And and so people are going to say, is this a, you know, Man United team have played badly? I, I, the result didn't surprise me because the bits I've seen of Man United this season, some of their wins have been fortunate. They've, they've won a couple one nils. So, I mean... So, would it surprise you if I give you a stat attacks? You know, I know you yeah, love yeah. it. Man United had 54% no, possession. It, it didn't surprise me. 46. They had nine shots, three on target. We had eight shots, six on target. No, that, that don't surprise me. Man United had a lot of the ball, but the, what they did was is they had nothing up front where before they could pick a pass and they had quality players that could Beckham would deliver a ball early from across, but then he had people on the end of it, like Andy Coles and, and uh, the other bloke. I've forgotten his name now. Uh, the, the striker art, the striker, the Van Nistelrooy's to get on the end of it. Now, they can't do that with Marcus Rashford. You, it's only Man United podcast, yeah. but I get why the media focus on Man United because of the size of the club. Well, they shouldn't have shot Lukaku, should they? Well, you know, that's that's up to them, isn't it? Lukaku wanted to leave. Yeah. Uh, my view is, I mean, those three shots, probably I think Fabianski, that's the three he saved, uh, you know, that were not just easy shots, but, you know, not just stats, but good saves. Of the other six shots, you know, some of them were right in front of goal and they just yeah. lashed it. They're, they're, for me, Man United, their heads were down. They didn't look confident. It was a team that just not playing for their manager, not playing for their teammates and just slightly I mean, embarrassed. The, the thing is, in the past, West Ham has still lost to Man United teams like that, where we've, yeah. where we've had a poor Man United team turn up. I mean, I never liked Fergie. I thought he was an arrogant prick myself and I never bought into him or whatever. But now I, I can see what an absolute outstanding manager he was because the man to, yeah. to win the title in his last season, which was what I thought was a shite, you know, Phil oh, Jones right. and Smalling and whatever. And, and then you, a lot of the nucleus of that team still hung around Man United for years and has won nothing. So you think, well, for that team, that team he left behind yeah. is the beginning of the end no, for them. That, That's why. Well, that is it. Is he going to get sacked no. in the morning? We, we we were singing, you're getting sacked in the morning. And funny enough, at the end, he came past us after the full time right over to his team, right past up to the away fans, obviously, to, to thank them. And he came past us when we were saying, you're getting sacked in the morning. Phil Jones' appointment was all about getting the fans back on board. Because, again, you know, like West Ham fans, we love our managers to, well, a lot of us love our managers to be West Ham people. That's why Billich yeah. was so loved because he was a West Ham man, despite walking out on us and going to Everton. But he was a West Ham man, always said the right thing. Solskjaer steeped in Man United, and they actually get given more time than some of the players. You look at Mourinho. Mourinho actually put trophies on the table in Manchester, yet they didn't like him. Yeah, well, that's because he was playing football like well. Sam that's that's the thing. But then you get someone like Solskjaer who comes in 
We were singing. Uh, we were singing. Uh, Mourinho was right. Your fans are shite. Mourinho was right. Well, did you hear that? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, all you got to do, uh, you can see our Man United fans feel about the club because years ago they never used to turn their backs on the team. As soon as that second goal went yeah. in, bang, they were out the door. They turned their backs. They turned their backs and walked out well, on their club. Well, they're not only that, but there was almost a protest where they yeah. just all the ones even saying turned yeah. their backs. You know, so on the team. it's you know. I mean, I, I, in some ways, I feel a bit sorry. I mean, there's a few Man United fans at work this morning, which I took the piss out. But I, I felt slightly, you know, it's sort of I kicking a man I while know, he's I down. I don't feel I mean? sorry for him because at the end of the day, this is what happens to all football clubs. All football clubs go through peaks and troughs. So the, it was always going to yeah. happen. It's not the, 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 the why English Premier League or English football is so revered around the world because it ain't just one or two clubs that dominate. You know, yeah. they, 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 you know, you had Liverpool in the seventies and eighties. You had Leeds though through in the seventies as well. Eighties um, Everton appeared for a bit and drifted off. You know, there's always been other clubs in and around. United dominated, but then yeah. Arsenal came in. Chelsea got money. Now Man City. Now there's 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 like four teams that think they can win the title. You don't get that in Italy. You don't get that in France. You don't get that in Spain. You don't get that anywhere else. And that's why. Now. Well, no, mind you, it's a two-horse two race this year, and and you know well, it looks I, like. I, I, you know, I don't know if it is a two-horse race. I mean, look at Spurs losing. Spurs I mean, were cheated Arsenal out, looking great. Chelsea not looking great. Man, United. This could be the year that we finish in the top six. Not no one can challenge the top two. Not not Liverpool. Yeah. And not. I, I won't you argue know, against City, you there. But, I think Chelsea. And... But 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 definitely. There's probably maybe even three places up for grabs in that top six this year. I'm not saying it's going to be West Ham. No, it's no, up no. for grabs if, if for people who want it. And look, look at Watford last year. And they, <laughs> and look at Watford now. Relegation, losing eight it's goals. It's still early days. Wolves yeah. struggling. Wolves, I know, but Wolves struggling. And I know we were, we were fourth. We we dropped down to fifth after Arsenal came back against yeah. Villa, two one down with ten men. And they come back. It's one of those, I just have this feeling, you know, Leicester inferred. It's one of those weird seasons that, that could turn, you know, the money table on its head and say, oh, well, you never know. We could still end up challenging for a, a top six. I'm not saying top four. But come November, I think if we're still in and around it, the, the, the table will start to you'll see the pattern occurring because at the end of the day, we're 11, we're three points above mid-table. So it, it's still a very tight ship. Although, I will tell you, and I mentioned this before, uh, Andy Dennis, who's, who's a chap who's doing a graphic for me on uh, a barometer, it's still plus one points yeah. of last season. So what he does is he looks at corresponding games and where it was a relegated club or a promoted club, he matches them. So, Basically, the, the the one that came last and was relegated is replaced uh, by the one that came third in promotion, got the playoff place. Uh, the one that came 17th is is this runner-up, and the one that came uh, 18th is is the winner of the championship. So you, you match them like that. So you look at the home... He's and done that wrong then, because realistically, the winner of the championship should replace the 20th team, because that's how it works. Well, maybe. I can't remember. You might be right on how he's done it, but I have explained. Anyway, we're one point better off because last year 
we beat Man United yeah. at home. So we haven't done any better by beating no. them. Um, the equivalent drawing against the one um, point is the Villa. No, the one point is the point we got away at Brighton because we lost at Brighton. Correct, because we we lost at Brighton, so that's the one point we got. Apart from that, we're following form. Now, if we want to get Europe, we've got to win. We've got to earn another six points better than we did last year. Wait, we'll see, that's two extra points. Yeah, if we beat Bournemouth, you're right. It's an extra points. Yeah, and then this is, well, this is well. more of a test, actually. Bournemouth away than Man United, madly. Yeah. I mean, this is—I didn't realise Man United hadn't won away since February. I'd love to go to Bournemouth, but I can't get a ticket because I definitely can't. There was no ballot for Bournemouth, so I can't get a actually, ticket I, for Bournemouth. I did get I'd offered one, but um, I, I'd need to get the shed did done. You? And I've said I'm not doing any away games until I've finished my shed. Mm. So, Nigel, what did you think of the game? Well, no, yeah, I, yeah. I spoke a lot about Man United. I was just, I mean, West yeah. Ham, we can't, you know, we can only celebrate what we've achieved there and what we've done. Is it shows progression? I think I think we're playing better football. We can still do better, but it's you know it's it's good times to be had. I had a great day out. It cheered me up. Um, uh, one of my friends that keep interrupting us. One of my dogs. I lost them last week, and you know I was in two minds about whether I was going to go, and uh, I'm so glad I did actually. So it, it it worked the trick on me. It cheered me up knowing. You had a few beers as well, didn't you? I'd have cut the beers because I was driving. <coughs> Sean. Uh, oh, so, right. <laughs> all right. Sorry. So yeah, I I, I, I had, uh, yeah, it, 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 I just want to say Norman Kevin before. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd met him for the first time and I was talking away and, and Norm was uh, talking away as well. And then right as we was leaving, he, he asked me my name, and then like, I told him, "Oh, Nigel." And he went, and he went, "Hold up a minute, <laughs> do I listen to you?" And I went, "Oh, I don't know, do you?" <laughs> and uh, wasn't that yeah, was Norm? Yeah, yeah, the old boy. Yeah, yeah. He he was really he was. pleased to me, as he said, yeah. "I love it." He said, "He said when I get upset with a wife, he said I just go and in the basement and listen." To your podcast. I don't know who was there when he said just, he said he'd never ever it. met a player, but I've made his day by meeting me. And I get very he, he, he did. I don't want to laugh in people's faces when they say that because you think you know, if I'm the best you've ever met, mate, you need to get out more. <laughs> well, the only thing is, let me just tell you, when I posted a oh, when I posted yeah. a picture of you and Norm Dodsey yeah. and, and Norm uh and earlier with um yeah. with Marion. Welshman, uh, what what did your wife say on Facebook? Uh, what did she say? <laughs> she said, "Don't encourage him. His head's big enough." <laughs> yeah, probably. Fifteen minutes of fame. Anyway, what your man of the match? What well, else? My man of the match weren't Yarmolenko because I, I don't know what it is about him. I don't rate him, and yet. No, he I pops up like he did against Norwich. He pops up with a goal, and it was a good goal, a lovely bit of footwork. But but he he is the weak link for me in midfield. To be fair, he is the weak link for me. He got back and covered. Did he? Well, he he did a, a goal saving tackle. Did he? 
Yeah. I thought that was Declan Rice. Yeah. Was that the one who got no. back when Rashford was bearing down on goal? Yeah, that'd be, that would have been... Like one-on-one in the... Yeah, that would have been at your end. Yeah. Oh. He slid, he slid and blocked yeah. the shot. I thought that was Declan Rice. That was Yarmolenko. Oh, fucking... There you go. So he's he's not lazy. No, no he's not Anderson. He, he had the ump when he got subbed. I don't know if anyone see it. Oh, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah I see that. He, had he, he with, said uh, something and then got to the bench uh, and refused to take a bottle of drink and yeah. threw his hands up in the air. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah, he wasn't happy but, being... But I thought he had a little uh, possible injury problem. Anyway, your man of the match. Uh, before we can move on. My man of the match. I don't really like to pick man of the matches when you get a performance like that. The team. So, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, like both of you, I thought, you know, I forget someone said on WhatsApp, you only can beat what's in front of you. And, you know, if they're a poor team, you know, we saw we didn't get our chances in front of Villa because they stopped us playing the game. Like John said, I mean, when you're there, you you, you forget that maybe it's a boring game for those watching on TV. Um, but I suppose looking back at it, um, you know, until the first goal went in, you could see it going the other way, you know. Then yeah, I must admit, I think around that time I did. I think I said to Sean Cord, "This is going to be like another nil-nil." Yeah, I, I thought that at the time. Yeah. I thought, "Here we go." You know, it's on Sky nil-nil. But again, I thought defensively. You know, I will say, but uh, Albona and um, Diop do seem a better pairing at the moment. I don't see how Bobrena is going to get back in. I thought Fredericks had a really good game. Um, I, I assume he had a little knock while he was taken he took off. Took off an injury. Yeah, um, and injured. Yeah, a little knock, apparently. Yeah, he, he, it's not bad, apparently. He's probably going to be back. I don't know. Probably not for Oxford, because I'm sure... Um, Zabaleta. Uh, Zabaleta will come in. Uh, and, 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 of course, Cresswell, I thought, had a tremendous game, uh, proving all the doubters wrong. Uh, didn't miss um, Masuaku whatsoever. Declan Rice, really good game as well. Man of match for me was Mark Noble. Um, I thought he tried. You know, he just he just runs his socks off and you can't fault him for effort. I got in trouble last week, as Nigel knows, for saying Anderson uh, shies away from 50-50s and uh, doesn't track back enough. Um, but I stand by that. I thought he had actually a better game than he did against Villa. And I was talking about Villa when I was talking about that. But I thought... Uh, I couldn't. I was a bit surprised when he was taken off and replaced by. He was replaced by uh, Jack Wilshire. Anderson was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Yeah. He's, he's, so, he's just uh, very consistent, isn't he, Anderson? That's his thing. He's certainly got got it yeah. about him, but he he just does he, some funny things at times. Yeah. He just gives the ball away a lot sometimes. I'm a big fan of Yamalenko. I got a bit of trouble saying, you know, he shoots outside the box too much. And someone showed me a clip of him scoring outside the box. Yeah, if you do enough shots, of course you are. But, you know, what a great goal, Yamalenko. I believe in him. I think he should be in the first team all the time. Four hours like John, I thought he uh, he got better as he got along. I think he's going to take a little while. He's a bit younger. He needs to get into the game. Um, the only problem I had a little bit is Alaire. And, you know, I... I if he's going to be a 20-goal scorer, I just expect a bit more from him. He ain't. But the, the, I don't think in his past he's been a 20-goal season scorer. 
But that's what we were, when he got three and three, we all got carried away and going, yeah, well, we you used to got carried away. Use lot, yeah. But uh, I've got some breaking news anyway. Go on. Thomas Cook have announced that Man United's travel arrangements for their Champions League matches will remain unaffected <laughs> despite going out of business. <laughs> Is that a joke? Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Man United only in Champions League, Dwight, to explain Yeah, yeah and I, I got it. It was just... Oh, right. Oh, you got it. Oh, I right. just didn't have a... I'm going to get a sound thing of a, you know, ball rushes moving over, whatever they're called. Oh, right. It just literally come and text me. Yeah. Right, my brother has got... Funny enough, in two weeks' time, my brother has got a... Or hasn't got a holiday with Thomas Cook. Um, anyway, um, that's the game. Funny enough. Um, I, uh, I thought... I, I, I thought I'd, like... Um, Nigel said, I thought it was a good day out and uh, it won't surprise you to know what what time do you reckon Mark wandered up to the back of the stands, John? Uh, about 80th minute. It, oh no, it was a bit before that. It was about it was about 14 minutes to go and left his wife down there. Uh, he, he can't handle the pressure when we're when we're leading or or where we're we gets a bit nervous. He does, does he get a bit nervous, nervous. He does he? He does get a bit, a bit nervy. But um, I will make, mention the catering was still poor. We had a problem in the only draft bar uh, in the West End where, in, where we're locked in. Uh, they couldn't get the pumps working, which meant before kickoff there was a massive queue because they're all frothing up. We've got no other draft bars. We don't have any option. You've only got one job. Check them before you bloody let people in. Um, and they but, can't tell the difference between salt and vinegar crisps and ready salted, yeah, can they? That's salt? true. That's true. Unless the um, that you're told are actually wrong, and, and you get the right packet. Our friend Keith uh, yeah. got real ale, uh, but it cost him six pound a pint. And of course, and, same, and they bought in new prices, pork, pork burger. Same prices as the rest of the teams in London, yeah. isn't it? Pool, pool, well, not that pool pork. Uh, roll now for six pound fifty. Look, it it has no, an improvement. Aren't uh, you a member much. of the what's what's the up, whatever it's called these days? I Are am a member a of uh, the official. I am on the so, catering. Come on, uh, it's bit, I mean, and I don't think was, there's been enough. It was progress. like that when I was there. There's not enough progress. That mate. was all the last yeah, season. No, and I'll be honest with you, I'm disappointed with the progress the caterers have made, despite all oh, our did, feedback. Did you actually? Think anything would change. <laughs> it's like, I'm disappointed. I, I, I am disappointed of Tunbridge Wells. I will email. You know, nothing was ever going to change. Nice, yeah. Like, yeah. Tunbridge anyway. Wells. I'm from Kent. I'm a master dweller. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've got our new, we've got a ticketing sub. Group which I'm going to lead, which Nigel's been invited lead. to. I don't know if he's going to turn up well, on it. Honestly, yeah, well, what, I'm, I'm the lead. Why do you not actually bother when, like, over, over the whole of last season, this new thing where you actually, there were times where you didn't come, we'd go for a drink beforehand, and you didn't actually come. You went for tours with the catering companies to go through the yeah, problems, I know, once, one game, go yeah, through I agreed. the issues to sort out the yeah, problems. And I, I, I won't why lie, I'm disappointed in. Do you know what? I'm starting to feel the same way, John. And, and <sighs> we're, we're in October. We've got our big meeting with Brady, um, and I'll be saying quite clearly the model needs to change. I think it needs to be, and I've said this before, a democratic model 
the the OSB needs to be chosen democratically and the people chosen democratically should set their own agenda and and move this on forward because at the yeah. moment we're not achieving enough we've achieved something what have we're you not achieved? achieving enough what you've achieved I don't want to go through that because I'm not going to turn this into an OSB and whatever I say will be thrown in my face. Bubble machines. Oh, no, you didn't. So I'm not going to go through that tonight. Don't give me loads of things, but you've been on this new thing for how long? There's been some small concessions, like when when the season ticket increases came out, we got a concession to move the the deadline back. There's been some other bits and pieces. And again... I don't want to go into details. The, I could. The funniest thing there is is that you actually achieved something that the club tried to keep from you and didn't actually talk about. And it took you lot all being angry and going, this ain't on. You've took the piss out of us. You've made us look mugs in front of all the other West Ham fans for West yeah, Ham to go, you know what yeah, all right, we'll do something. All the scheduled stuff has actually yeah. not best changed. Thing done, uh, that, on that issue there, at that point, sure, if the lot of you would have resigned... At that point, there, what a, yeah. what a thing that would have done! What a statement! Yeah, and I, and I, I did think about that. Anyway, let's see what happens in October. I don't want to talk about it now and air dirty washing in public. Let's see what happens. We're meeting, I think, on the eighth of October with Brady and the rest of them. Let's see what happens. But um, might you be at the ticketing meeting? The ticketing meeting's on the second. Yeah, won't Brady be there? Do I not? Brady will not be up? there, I'm afraid. Nicola, head of Catering, okay, catering, head of ticketing will oh, be there. All right, so I'm walking. Hey, Nicola. Now, right, because you're a brummy. So, all right, there, Nicola. I suggest you don't do those accents. That's why I'm purely, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go in there to try and say what a lot of West Ham fans are thinking about the way ticketing And that's why we want, that's why we want you there, Nigel. And we want, we want an, an away ticket season holder, which we're trying to get at the moment, to be there too. I uh, thought you had one of them on the OSAB. We did, but they, they've left. Oh. She uh, moved away for a job. So uh, Louise, who was an away season ticket holder and, and represent young people, um, has moved up north and therefore she's no longer a season ticket holder or so can we put it out season. on the inning if there's an away season ticket holder that wants to come to the meeting no because I think I think group? we've I think the club have identified one that did apply for the OSB and therefore oh. they've got an email like you got an email um, and of course we will be looking for people for a democratic OSB next year but anyway it's not an OSB podcast I'm going to do a quick injury update if you missed it uh, Manuel Lanzini Injured himself. He got a bruised foot from being kicked in the foot while on international duty uh, with Argentina. Uh, He came back um, and said he wanted to play through the pain. He played 90 minutes uh, against Aston Villa. Apparently, that made it a lot worse. Um, And now he's out for three or four weeks. Now, whether that's a player's decision, whether that's a medical decision, Decision, I don't know. We just don't seem to have a lot of luck. People are saying maybe he should be banned from playing from Argentina because he always seems to come back injured. Um, but personally, I thought we played all right without him on, on Saturday. Well, it was only Man United. Yeah. Do you know what? Isn't that great to say? It was only Man United. We got a big test now against Bournemouth. Uh, that's playing along. That is a bigger test. You're right. I know. Anyway, um, 
Is there anything else either of you two want to mention before we, we go to uh, Facebook, Twitter, question time? I'm good, thank you. Nigel? Uh, no, I don't think there is. Okay, it's time for this. Yeah. It... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Facebook, Twitter, question time while you, the eight listeners, and sometimes nine, get to ask ask us, the three presenters, questions or statements of fact that you've put on Facebook group. Whispering Ted Lowe. I tell you, I love it. I had it already. I've been right here. I've had it. Nigel. Oh, recording tonight, and here's your chance to tell the world listening, because we do go round the world, just between all eight of you, uh, how happy you are after the win yesterday. Any other questions, welcome. First up is uh, our Greek Cypriot friend, all the way from Larnica in Woodford, uh, Belinda Kakakakakakakakakis. Hello. Due to the family balls up, I didn't go to the game and had to console myself with watching on TV. The fact we won without a stellar Artois performance is amazing. I have been a question on four nows, thoughts. She's on the fence, Mon Splinters. Despite being happy pre-season, I see you managed to meet some of us eight listeners. I hope that eight listeners weren't disappointed, loving the show as always. And we love you, Bill, for coming in. Thank you very much. Uh, we should so give each of them squad numbers, actually, now. I, so I think Belinda does deserve well, a squad number. We, we, yeah. So, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have a think about that. The only thing is, Bill, you've put, I have a question on four nails. Faults. Now, I don't get it. Are we got to guess the question? 
or is the question false? It's what our thoughts are I'm lost. on four now, I would guess. Yeah. It's I have a obvious. question on four nows. False. Yeah. What's, the, what's your thoughts She's on She's a question nows? mark. Maybe a question mark. Yeah. Right, oh, I think you're pretty harsh. Give, give her your thoughts. Uh, I think he, it, this is a settling in season for him. He's young, new country for him. We've dispensed with a lot of the Spanish players that we had, so there's not a lot of Spanish people to talk to perhaps for him. So it will take him the time to blend into the team. But we've got to keep playing him because the only way he's going to get better is by playing him. Agreed. That's what I think. I think good. I John- agree. Totally agree. That's what I was saying earlier. Next up, what's the scores, George Laws? Nice to have depth in the squad, three of our best out injured, and yet we still filled a strong 11. Cheers. So, three out injured of our best 11. Who's that then? Yeah. Well, um, Macau Antonio, uh, Manuel Lanzini, yeah. And um uh pff, who's Arthur. Arthur. Masawaku. There you yeah. go. Uh Tony Clark from the American West Ham podcast in old money. They are got new money now, apparently. They're rebranding, aren't they? They're rebranding. Yeah, I don't like branding. I don't like rebranding. Brain's a dirty word. I am glad my hunch come through, though. The team was magnificent and really did the job. And basically, he puts a screenshot up of what he said last week, where we said on the more than just a Facebook podcast page on facebook.com, this seems like a very lacklustre Man United really expects us to get a result. Well done. Well done. You had money on it then, Tone. You had money on it. Do you know what? Look, you could get a straight two to one for a West Ham win. Man United were five to four. If you could predict two nil, I forget what it was. It was something like six or seven to one. Fortunately, in America, he can't gamble online. So I don't think he could have had money on it. No. Uh, Lord Toby Behan, with the poshest name going. Beating Man U's always glorious. One of the things I enjoyed was our club hero, Mark Noble, defying the years and the perceived lack of ability to once again run the show. Best man on the pitch again. As an older fan whose heroes were Bonzo, Brooking, Dev, then McAvenny, Cotley and Ward, I can't help to think that if we see Mark Noble lift a cup or two in the next years, he might just become a club legend too. A one-club man, Mr West Ham. If you're listening, Mark, we bloody well love you, mate. Is that true? Do you think? Legend or hero, Mark Noble? He, he, he could be a legend if he, uh, he wins something, yeah. John? Um, hero. Yeah. For me, was a legend. Denigrated to hero. You never throw your fans around on the pitch. I'm sorry. Uh, bit harsh, maybe. But that's what I think. Uh, Roger Ribeiro. I hope that's how you pronounce your name. Hello, chaps. I don't think he sounds like that because I think he's from Brazil. But anyway, hello, chaps. Good to see we could take advantage of a poor United team with a great free kick from Creswell, who I thought put a good shift in on his return. Uh, Regular Mark Mirosovic Sorgo, the man from not the Balkans, but I think. Uh, Good evening. Very, very polite tonight, people. A good performance and a good win, but we still rode our luck at the back with Mata missing. 
An open goal. Oh, Mata was. I didn't realise Mata was playing. With Mata missing an open goal and the defence being pulled sideways at times. That being said, the foundations are being laid and the team will go from strength to strength, provided they keep on believing in themselves. Come on, you irons. Uh, Trevor Newman. Creswell said the big team mentality has finally sunk in. I would say the Man United of a decade ago would win comfortably without really playing well, but having the quality to score in one or two moments. That was considered a sign of a big trophy hunting team. Would you agree that we showed the kind of big team mentality yesterday? He also says, I'm listener number nine. Do I get a T-shirt? No to the T-shirt because we'd have to give out We'd have to admit how many listeners we really got, but um, well, it's only a couple. Uh, was it a big team mentality? Because um, they're not a big team, as we've just been saying. They're not such a big team. Um, no, you know, saying, do we? Would you, so the question from Trevor was: Would you agree that we showed no big team mentality? No, no, because to show a big team mentality, you've got to show it against a big team. A Man United are not no, a big that's team. Not, that's not. Not what yes. I think we're not quite. I mean, we we should have won that filler game if we've got the big team mentality. That's what yeah, I'm... that's the way I ask it. A big team mentality would have against Norwich scored another two or three yeah. goals because we 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 played them off the park, but we didn't. You go destroy like filler, and no matter what you do, you find a way to win. Yeah. Find a way. That's big See, I've always seen it a bit different. That if you go up against a big team, you're not frightened of them, and you play like a big team would play them, and not, oh, right. you know. So, the biggest team in the country, do they have a big team mentality? Who? The biggest team, team in the team? country. Well, let's say well, biggest Man team City. by what? Man City. Well, let's just say Man City. Do they have a big team it's mentality? Liverpool at the moment. But right. do they have a big team mentality? Yeah. Oh, right. But considering that every team, technically, because they're the biggest team in the country, every team is lesser than them. So they're not playing bigger teams. So using your theory, how could a team like Man City be a big team because they're not playing bigger teams than them because they are the biggest team? God, my head hurts. It's your theory, son. I'm just giving the rebuttal. All right. Well, I just agree. We're not playing with a big team mentality particularly. Right. Thank you very much. Paul Chopper Harris, evening all. Good performance yesterday and a great result. Any thoughts on Wilshire? I thought he did very good job when he was on and he could be a better option than any position while four nails adjust gradually to the Premier League team poll. Well, yeah. I, I tell you what, it, it, it's interesting to me that before the season, Manuel Pellegrini said, I'm going to build my team around. Um, Jack Wilshere, and he also said, uh, you know, he had an important season ahead of him. And then he was dropped, uh, uh, and until this injury, we haven't seen him again. He played I, in I'm the league. I'm still not cup. convinced. He, I don't know he, what he was outstanding. Oh, well, yeah, but that's he, what you, that's what you threw, give to anyone. He in that, that game um, and actually play. won us the game, didn't he? I, I'm not convinced. If you ask me, you know, does he get ahead of Yamalenko or, or Fornells? The answer is, is no. He doesn't really play the Yamalenko role. He doesn't, no. But well, because he don't give play different away. You can play different formations, but where where does he fit um, 
again in the team? Well, who, who does who do you sacrifice to put Jack Wilshire in? Four now. Mark Noble is the only one. No, well, well maybe from the starting but, of starting yesterday, it'd be four now, wouldn't it? Sorry, but I thought Jack Wilshire was more defensive than attacking. He he's a good well he he was a good box to box midfielder. I'm not, I'm not sure how defensively you would utilise him. I, I, perhaps against lesser teams, if you didn't want Noble and Rice, you could, you know. And if he was trying to protect Noble f- to try and, you know, elongate his career uh, for a few more years, if his body can take it, you could, you know. That I think with Wilshire, you could you could have him in the Noble role. You could have him replacing Lanzini. I thought he'd done on and come a terrific job for Anderson. You know, he, he, he did have, you know, he played, Anderson went off on 66 minutes. So he had about 25 minutes and he, he didn't put a foot wrong. He'd get a, he'd get a run out All right. against Oxford, wouldn't he? Oh, he will. But do you think he should start against... Um, Maybe. He was there for a while. Little added incentive. Yeah. Okay. Depends how on. much you want to push four nails, isn't it? Is he up for games week in, week out? Could oh, you not play four nails against Oxford and then put Wilshire in? We played. It won't. It won't a squad player. Just to just to be clear, we paid twenty four million pounds. No, 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 no. Forget it. Because you, you pay that for a young player. Because if you keep him for ten years, that's two point four million a season. It just seems a lot of money to pay. Well, you say uh, he's a young player. Bench. How old is he? I, 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 23, isn't he? 22. 22, 22 or 23. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's at that stage now where he needs to get established somewhere, doesn't he? I think, yeah, but if you want big club mentality, you pay that for a squad player. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, we were told at the beginning of the season, or we saw during the summer, always looking on social media, all the clips of him and everything was all about him. Nothing about Hallow, was it? It was all about him and how what a great signing he was. So he's got something about yeah. him. He just needs his, you know, like we said earlier, needs to get sort of climatized, I believe. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Anthony Brown, great result against an unadmittedly poor United, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. Thought Creswell had a good game, even without the goal, and given Pele something to think about once again. Fabianski was fab. Great pod, lads. Thanks a lot, Ant. Come on, you irons. Uh, Auntie Penn, the uh, talky ultra. Couldn't get there this week, so watched it on Sky. Got fed up hearing that we were playing a depleted team through injuries. Not once did I hear about how good we were, apart from Sooness. Match of the day was the same. Do you think these so-called pundits will ever have something good to say rather than we're playing weakened teams? Surely our position proves how good we are. Your opinions, please, lads. Well, we sort of touched on that earlier, didn't we? We, are, Yeah, well, I think we've sort of covered it. You know, it's it's wrong that it, there should be such biased presenting and, right. and reporting. But I don't um, think as West Ham fans, we've got a right to complain, bearing in mind when you look at some of the other, you know, on Sky as Cotty on... They have Tony Gow on, uh, Alvin Martin's on TalkSport. They don't go on speaking about West Ham. A lot of the written media. Yeah, but when they commentate on West Ham, they're not as as critical 
you know, Kerbley, she does a lot of Sky. Joe Cole does Sky. Yeah, yeah but what we're saying is, right, if you've got two teams, you should bring in a commentator that's got a connection to both teams and give and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of both teams. That's all we're asking for. Who did Sky have? Gary then? Neville. Gary Neville's a commentator, wasn't he? Who did they have in the box? Who did they have in what? In the box. Gary Neville was, was commentating. Uh, what on the... Yeah, but it was like half-time, full-time, like sitting there. Oh, that was so, that was Soonest Mourinho and Roy Keane. Oh. Same what they had. For, oh. they were all, so it was a bit they heavy. Were all, yeah, they were heavy there. They are. I didn't yeah. realise yeah. that. Roy Keane and Mourinho. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. They were all sat there ready in in the Chelsea box and, and then... Jamie Carragher for the Liverpool. It was just, it's just awful. Yeah. It's just, I, I end up quite often turning the sound off. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Well, I don't watch it. I know, John, obviously you watch it. Sean's got it on in his pocket, so he probably listens to it. But uh, Davy Jones, he's popped out his locker and says, Hi, chaps. Another great win on Sunday. Has the more optimistic fans predicting the top six finish? Do you think it's just the euphoria, that's a long word for me, of the moment or a distinct possibility? P.S. Enjoy the pod. You must be in a double-figure audience now. I'm not sure about that, Dave, but... I think we might have reached our 10th listener. Is it, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. reckon? We could be definitely double figures. So, top six. Euphoria at the moment or distinct possibility? Uh, I think we won't. No, it's West Ham way. Injuries will kick in. Someone else will take it. I, I don't see we're going to finish top six. I'll be a bit pessimistic. All right. Well, well everyone was talking about Everton. We're going to be the best of the rest. And they haven't started too well. No, nor have Wolves. See, I don't, I don't mind so much all this talk of Man United and all that, really. Because if we start doing pretty decent and Sneaking under the radar a bit, then at least the pressure won't be on, will it? They just keep doing what they do. I think I think we could finish six. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I think this season, this is the season where, if you're going to look at it, there, you know, Arsenal ain't great. Man United, we've seen a poor Chelsea. We've seen blow hot and cold, struggling. They can't sign any players in January to even change their fortunes. Anyway, being optimistically. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an optimistically distinct possibility. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say one thing. Did you see the Spurs goal disallowed for VAR? Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was great. Harsh, but great, yeah. (laughs) Because they've had done City twice, haven't they? With similar decisions. I thought that was a disgusting decision. But hang on, comes around, anyone. If you use technology, you, no, it's no. either wrong or right. It's either off, offside. No, that's wrong because I tell you why. A human being drew those lines. No, a human being drew those lines. He could yeah, have drawn so. the line one in front of the other using technology. So. No, but on the pictures when you give out, you you telling me that technology can define the exact moment and freeze frame it as the ball is touched by the uh, person passing the ball. 
to the person that yes. is offside. Look at it. He's not no technology player. can. He, do that. It can't. It cannot do that. It didn't. It do can. It. I'm telling you now. They drew the line here and they drew the line there, and they're telling me that he's half a millimetre of offside. Half You're a millimetre. Are you saying this that is a conspiracy and they deliberately didn't give it because of that? I, I think no human should make that decision and no computer should make that decision. That was onside. That should have been a goal. Tottenham should have gone two new up. And why we? What about the Chelsea one? What about the Chelsea one? Oh, I ain't seen the Chelsea Liverpool game. Uh, so that they they scored a goal, which got disallowed for far because in the build-up, yeah, probably about five or six passes back before it ended up in the goal, Mason Mount's foot was just offside. So yeah, again, again, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I think far. All the technology people and all the... Oh, phones. you're an old dinosaur. It ain't an old Nigel. dinosaur. It's about... You are a dinosaur. Properly. And, but a couple of seasons ago, Nigel, when the Pyatt and all that, we had so many... We had um, goals, loftus cheeks, penalties from outside the box. And we had so, so well, many decisions that, that went against us. Uh, that, that actually cost us. I would, I would sort of worked out about seven or eight points. And we would have finished in Champions League. Yeah, but people never complain about the decisions that go for us or point out that actually we wouldn't have done that. I'm telling you, it evens itself out. No one ever goes, oh, that's disgraceful. They've got a goal there and the bloke shouldn't have scored a goal. No one it has ever said that. Mate, what about, what about um, this when we had Man United come to town and I can't remember who it was, got sent off for going in for, like, El his name? Uh can't remember his name, but he, he got sent off and then um, they scored a goal miles offside. You know, those decisions were go. they go. It was Mike Dean, the ref, and they were going yeah, but hold up. for Man United. Decisions, and this is the thing. If it's clear cut, if he's standing in front of the bloke, yeah, he's offside. If he's standing level, and I don't buy into this, oh, because he can score a goal with his shoulder, you know, because there's the possibility that the ball might hit his shoulder and go in, so he's offside. Where actually, if you look at his feet, his feet are behind the um, Leicester player's feet. The son who was flagged offside, whose son didn't even score the goal, he was involved in the build-up. It's nonsense. Anyway, Nigel, it's offside. And this is about as interesting as talking about the remain and leavers in Brexit. (laughs) Get on with it. The technology's here. It's it's here to stay. Get on with it. All right. Neil Hodgkinson. Great three points with Kit. It was a good question, David Jones, one of that I didn't that you didn't ask. <laughs> Neil Hodgkinson, great three points for key injuries. Funny how all the media has been going on about shite Man United and no credit thrown our way. It's a conspiracy I hear loads of people say for great goals and a solid performance. Funnier still was how their fans left at the second goal and then the players thinking about a dozen fans, thanking about a dozen players at the end. Surely the worst fans out there. And he's put he, he's put a picture. So, Neil, you sit not far from me and just above Sean, to be fair, by looking at your picture. I'm not far away from where you took your picture to show at the end of the game all the empty Man United seats as well as the They, they did leave in their droves after the second goal. Uh, next up is uh, 
very good friend. As you, as every listener is a very good friend of the show, but very good friend of the show. It'd be, it'd be Richard Dodds. And I, I will do his accent because he does really talk like this. Uh, as Sean Exaggerated. Well, he has a... He doesn't talk like that, doesn't he? You, you know, he, he, well, actually, it's, it's weird that people are now doing your accents of them in return. Yeah, well, I don't really talk like that, but he started talking like that because you do an accent. I don't think like he that. did. I think he does really talk like that. Hello, my handsome. It's me, Dodsey here from Somerset. Who are? I hope my beauty shone through on Sunday when you met listener number seven. I, actually, I wanted to pick that up, Sean. How do you get the pick that he was listener number seven for a start? I don't know. Just make it up as I go along. Yeah. Versus my Photoshop pictures you normally see. Also, Nigel had his picture with Scrappy Doo. <laughs> that's Scrappy Doo. That's Mary, and he don't like it. All oh, right. And you didn't even have to go to Universal Studios in Florida to get it. Proper job, Nigel. Can you give me a view of your Super Six performance this year versus me and Maid Marian? Uh, I'm doing badly. Dodds. Yeah, I uh, forgot to put him in on the which weekend. Which he then says, you don't seem to want to talk about it so much this year. <laughs> so I'm doing badly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, a question for you. Sean, can you confirm the phone signal in the stadium was still as good on Sunday as normal and you managed to tell your wife how much you loved her before the game started? <laughs> look, 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 let me just <laughs> clear this up. I was, I was FaceTiming my girlfriend. Who was, uh, was away in Poland before right. kickoff, and yeah. Dodsey came along, and while I was uh, FaceTiming my, uh, oh, yeah, how I, do you get such a good signal? Yeah, I, I, do I, I don't know. It's amazing how I get such a good signal to do a full FaceTime uh, uh, video chat with the girlfriend just before kickoff. And he uh, goes on to finish. And do the both of you think that there's a link between me returning to New Zealand and us going joint third in the league? Oh, he does uh, actually laugh We're not joint third. <laughs> we're fifth, but no. No. All right. Cool. You're like Sorry. a killjoy, you, you Mr. Nick. Oh, he's so You know, we've got the same points as the team that's third. We have to go, fifth. Nick Harvey, friend of the show. Evening, gents, and Mr. X. I think that's usual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you heard Johnny had the ump about that, by the way. What's uh, that? Uh, that we'd never, I didn't never, have the ump a bit. For two I just weeks, said... didn't mention him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, another clean sheet, another win. Ollie Gunnar <laughs> looked like he wanted to cry at the end. A bit like Sean when, he, when we wouldn't mention him. I didn't think Creswell should play, but he proved me wrong with a solid performance and a cracking free kick. Good of you to admit that, Nick. A decent performance that yet again showed important noble is to us. Question for you guys. Who's going to replace him as he's got max 18 months left at this level? Who's that? Who's going to replace who? Who's going uh, to replace Noble? Jack Wilshire, if if you boys are right. You know, he's he's still only 26. And, oh, and he's, he's captain material because he's English. You know, Jack Wilshire, if he if he could replace no, Cat Jack Wilshire. Is Jack Wilshire only 26? He's only yeah, 26. He I know. Yeah. I know you're not used to me getting stuff right like that, but I, I am right on this one. I'll take your word. Wikipedia is a wonderful thing, isn't it, Sean? I'm not uh, looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> Piss off. 
<laughs> oh, he don't like See, it. funny story. There, there was a time many years ago, right, when we first started doing this podcast, and John will remember this, where he used to test me if I knew all the names of the people in, in the West Ham squad. Do you remember that? Yeah. Also, you always used to, well, you, you still do. You just actually start ask if after things are right. Is that offside, was it? Well, no, that's why I've got Sky like now in, in my pocket. <laughs> Is that what <laughs> you called that? Oh, dear, I've been. I wonder if she was in Poland. Anyway, personally, Nick Harvey's finishes. Phil Bournemouth away will be a bigger challenge. Same as what we've already, you'd have yeah, already heard. Have. And if we can take three points, it will show us some real improvement this season. And there was always Nick finishes with Brady outs. Solidarity, Why? brother. Why? Why? Oh, fuck off. Adam Ross Miller, so right good. Explicit. He, yeah, he's got three names. Good evening, gents. Massively happy with a reasonable display and getting three points out of the Man United game. I'd like to think this momentum... Whoa, I don't like momentum, bleeding lefties. Oh, it's yeah. going to carry, and we can use it to push out a decent run in towards the Christmas rush of fixtures, and hopefully get a decent cup run too, beat Oxford, and we'll run away with a decent cup run. He enjoyed the podcast last week, as usual. What do you gents think is a realistic target for finishing position based on our first six games so far? And this is the question we'll answer. Do you think we need anything extra to push on from the next transfer window? Yeah, I mean, we've got the money, haven't we, of, of selling um, Chikorito, um and the wages. Did you see his goal? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. knew he could take free kicks? Yeah. Not after we never let him do it. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, what a wonderful free kick that was. Um, yeah, we, we need another striker. I mean, a Yeti hasn't proved himself yet. I mean, I'm sure he will start on Wednesday. Who? When we play Oxford. A Yeti. That's, that how you say it? I've been told, and I check with this, that it's not a Jetty. It's a Yeti. That's how it's pronounced. Like it's a lair. <laughs> I know I'm the worst person to pronounce it, but I, I've heard commentators call him a Yeti rather than a Jetty. All right. There you go. I'd like to know what commentators called him that because to be fact, he's hardly played any football for a commentator. No, he's been. He played. He played on. Uh, it was on the. Uh, he played in the league, club. In the league cup. The league cup. He was called a uh, Yeti. Club, and then I checked with the club afterwards. Perhaps they thought he had a big foot. A Yeti. Over his head. Anyway. Oh, no. Uh, Adam Ross Miller goes on just to clear a few things up for the old shed man. Uh, He's not married, so it's not no missus forced me uh, to take me the extra name. And it's not a double-barreled name either. Ross is my middle name. But he must like it because obviously he puts in. Also... Thanks for the special accent mention. Two weeks running. Well, three weeks running now. I've done your voice as best as I can, Adam. Uh, I have commented enough now. I am listener nine out of ten. And should I consider getting a shirt, mate, to reflect this? Keep up the fad work as always. I think we should get some T-shirts printed Squad up. Squad numbers, actually. yeah. Uh, listener number nine. Uh, well, there you go, Adam. Uh, back to normal voice now, because Adam ooh, is Oh, Oh, just while I remember... One of our listeners did come up to me, another listener, um, yeah. 
uh, and said uh, that he didn't receive his prize for coming second in the Super Oh, Six. yes. What's his name? Walker. Yeah, I have got it. Phil Walker. Phil Walker. He said, you said yeah. on the podcast, you yeah. sent it out. He told me, he came no, up to see me and said, out. I haven't received anything. He said he'd sent it out. Is he lying or has it been I, lost in the post? I don't think I said I sent it out. I said I will send it out and I never sent it out. So, so Phil, I, yeah. He I'll tell you what, Phil, get in touch. Tell me who your favourite player is from the yeah, park. Yeah. And I will go through my collection and see if I've got an autograph picture of that person and I will send it to you. There you go, Phil. So there you go, Phil. So he's not doing he, too well this year on Super Six, but he did do well last year. No, he did. He, he was runner up and he deserves his prize. Uh, and uh, the winner last year, the old Ponteep himself, he, he got a he got a cup and an autograph picture. And as a runner up, you were going to get an autograph picture. Tell me your favourite player, Phil Walker, from the past, and if I've got it in my collection. If not, I'll text you some players that I have got. And if your favourite player is Adam in Devonshire, I've got quite a few of him. <laughs> so, <laughs> You'll probably say Bobby Moore, right? Well, yeah, well, I've got yeah. a Bobby Moore, but you won't be getting that one. Yeah, I've, yeah, got, well, one. I've got a Bobby Moore as well. I've but got only five one. Alan Devonshire autograph pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realise. Anyway, moving on, moving yeah, on. Moving on. on. They, seek him, they seek him now. It's Leonides everywhere. The only concern I have is that the manager's got a problem with Anderson always taking him off. And yesterday showed we missed Lanzini and you think Fornells is a wide player? Question mark. I think he's talking to you, Sean. Digging you out. Uh, DJ Leon Height, uh, uh, ex-DJ of, of, of the bowling ground. Uh, look, I, I want to give Fornells a chance. I I don't know if he's... A, do you know what? This is a really good question because I was having this question with Huey the other day. Is Fornells, is he a wide player, attacking player, or was he bought to do a bit of defensive cover? I don't know at the moment. I don't know what his best position is. Definitely not... weren't defensive. Well, you say that, but a senior source <laughs> said otherwise, John. Well, he's, I see some press thing where he said that he's, he's not a defensive player. I thought he was more I... like a Lanzini type. I thought that was... Yeah, I thought he was a Lanzini replacement as in well. The um, in the hole. In the hole. That's that's what the press was, that he was a sort of ideal replacement for Lanzini. But I'm I'm not sure. I don't know what his best position is. All right. Well, and neither does he or Penny yet. No. Have we got many more of these, oh, Nigel? Hang on, no, hang on a bit. No complaints, please. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, speed it up. Charlie Fox. Anyone else wonder what Allah hesitating when he's in there? He's he's amazing at winning the long balls and good at getting in position for tappings, but not seeing him get the ball on the edge of the area and get into a shooting position. Uh, quickly, because we're running through, Charlie. I think that's how he played out in Eintracht Frankfurt. He was part of a three-man team, and he, I think he set up as many goals as he scored last season. So he's a very good link player. Uh, Tim Grist, uh, who's got a name that I can't really poke fun at, 
Grist. Evening all, great result yesterday. Love beating the Manx. Mad for it. I said last week that I think Fournells should have a start soon and then thought he did okay. And I think Haller's quality, even though he didn't score, he reminded yeah. me a lot of Freddie Canute. He holds the ball up so well to bring others in to play. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying, actually. He has got the bit of the Freddie Canute about him. Yeah, it's been said before. Move on. Now, we move on. Our friend, Marion. had a good chat with Marion. So, in special, Marion gets a bit touchy about his Welsh accent. So, Marian, He doesn't say boyo, by the way. He oh, hasn't got a Welsh accent. No, I he met him. He sits, he sits very close to us. Yeah. And at no point in all my... And I met him without you. Did he say boyo? He sits no. very close to where yes, we sit no. in 114. So, Marion has said, Nihwi Propolum Kid Hefol, Homedros e Fatahalacho, Hin Urban Kailgan in Fodwedi Dod, Num or Hue, Rod Hefed in United, Guel in Juan Sidan Enel, Hidik, Chin Medwalbod, Bumuf, Huin Quinig de Fuilum. The crowd at her con, a lucky dweed sadwan, ach a in point, hunnel a chloadwadwad. Shun, him mechelados, Everton, ach os feli beth, hum with lottery. There you go. That what? was what Marion was brought to us by uh, BBC Alba for the Gaelic speakers. Okay, uh, what did he really say? That was what he said in Welsh. I actually translated. Right. Bloody hell! Uh, listen, I tried Sorry, it in Klingon. Actually, to be fair, enough, well, I'll it go sounded with, uh, like Klingon, or it was like Game of Thrones. No, that's what I thought. Welsh does sound like Klingon. Actually, when you when you listen to it, oh god, he got right. He said, "I'm not getting too excited, boys, over the win against Manure, as it has become the norm of late." It was also very poor by yours, United team. Still a win's a win. Do you think that Bournemouth offer a sterner challenge? Good to meet up with her Khan. That's me. You spelt the fucking name wrong, Marion's Four letters. Get it right. A before the H. Oh, and luckily, I'll get annoyed about that. And on point was Sean Boyle, successful in the Everton ballot. And if so, what's Boyle's lottery numbers? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> apply for the Everton ballot. Look, for Christ's sake! Do you know what? I've had a complaint to the Premier League about. I have won two ballots. One was you've had a one complaint was, to the Premier League. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, right. What? Someone's vote to the Premier League. I want someone has written about, to the Premier I'm League. I'm getting away tickets. Yes, they have. Yeah. Upset or something? No, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've won. You've won two ballots. To go. I, no one. I mean, yeah. one game. No one wanted to go to anyway. Villa away on yeah, a Monday night. night at Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they have. Dear yeah. Lord. Some people. I know. I know. Anyway, move on. Is that it? No, I reckon we will beat Oxford and we 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 get a draw at Bournemouth. Taffy Wallback, though. Oh. <laughs> Our good old friend with the Welsh name in China. Fairly even. Look, we've got too many listeners now. We're so popular. Fairly even first half. Start of the second, I thought West Ham began to capitulate, but rode the storm, then sort of took control of the game. Rice had a good game, field two. Will be a shame when he eventually leaves, he says. Just a little query ooh, uh, about Rashford. Have any of you seen him play? 
this was the real first time I've seen him, and he really wasn't all that, even though he says, I know it ain't a Rashford podcast. And Ole looks out of his depth. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Rashford play. He is better than that, but they're just not using him right. Uh, he says he want, he says he's a he's a right sided attacking player, not a striker. Yeah, I think he'd done his best work when he comes in. They should have the brought right. on that Greenford or whatever his name is. Greenwood, Greenwood, Greenford. I don't know what his name is. But that he's young a striker. They had, yeah, the young, young lad. Welsh lad. Was it James? He he was the best player they had. Anyway, it's anyway, not a Man United podcast. No, it's not. Move on. Is Paul. that it now, Nigel? No, Paul Cocker Cox, another one with uh, three names, even though the middle one's a bit. What do you think the next level actually meant? I think we've already achieved it. <laughs> I think we've already achieved your man. <laughs> we've moved from a yo-yo relegation threatened club to a mid-table top-half club. What, uh, Agreed. Coming in. Agreed. Yeah, what brilliant. do you think? I knew you was going to do that. Yeah, it's oh. uh, spot on. Spot on. Move on. Shut up, you. John, I don't quickly. need any other answers. Move on. I don't know. No, what is the... no we haven't Next achieved level. it. No. Next level was, was getting an energy. I think it explains. The next comment from Paul explains why he thinks that because he's from Wiltshire. And that's like 1986. They're like living a time walk. This is not next level. Believe me. Next level is achieving something we've never achieved in the past. And that's finishing top four. And I'll leave it there. Nick Stanley and and Paul Cocker Cox, you got to do better next week, otherwise you're banned. Uh, Nick Stanley, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, how are your heads? Should have taken Monday off myself with the revelation that West Ham have won forty percent, forty-seven percent of their Premier. I love a stat: forty-seven percent of their Premier League games when Noble started under Pellegrini, fifteen out of thirty-two, compared to eighteen percent when he hasn't. Two out of eleven. And that, since the claret carpet was installed, we've played 11, won seven, drew three and lost one. But we've not played 11 at the London Stadium. Who is more influential, Noble or the carpet? Now that Sean is um, back, is he able to answer my previous questions about the four drink limit? Oh, yeah, go on. This is for you, Oh, shop. yeah. Go yeah, on. Why can, I I, why can you only buy four drinks at the bar? It, it actually is a licensing restriction by Newham Council. Um, and when they were awarding the licensing, they didn't want bulk buying. So four is the maximum that you're allowed to buy in one time. Although if two people go up, one can buy four drinks and the other person standing with them can buy another four drinks and and actually pay for it at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a four points licensing restriction by Newham. By the Labour-controlled Newham Council. Look at that, people. There you go. Do we keep faith, says Geoffrey Smith, with Treswell, <laughs> no, or bring Arthur back for Saturday? <laughs> you love how to make friends and influence people, don't you? It's like, you <laughs> take the piss out of everyone who writes in and then starts banging on about politics. Oh, Geoffrey Smith, Creswell, quickly. Come on, you want to roll through Creswell? Creswell, Creswell should, should keep his place. and Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Lukey Stoneman. Q, I think it means question, but he shortened it for me. Q, if you take your kids to a football game, is it even worth telling them to stop playing on their phone? Listener number line, block 113. It was a valiant effort, Sean. 
My son towards the end of the game started playing pool on his phone and I'm going, we're winning 2-0, right? And we're about to finish the game. What are you doing playing pool? And 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 he just went, we've won this game. What, you know, so I'm just playing a quick game of pool and I went, I'll give up. Who was that? Who, who put that in? Lucas Stoneman. He obviously sits near from you. Yeah, he's behind us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for grassing me up on that one. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is obviously kids learn things from their parents. Yeah. Time on their phone up football. What I want to yeah. know is how does he get a signal? Uh, now, that is something you can control. Yeah, yeah. it is something That's I just control. just bad parenting. Yeah. yeah. yeah so cool. we, we all blame the parent, Luke, to be fair. Uh, uh, even though my daughter don't attend now over an argument I had with her at 15 when she was on her phone. Um, well, But we were losing, I'll point out, when I shouted at her uh, in the ground. Uh, I get fed up hearing people moan about four now saying he's not up to the Premier League I had people behind me in 2-3-9 coating him after 25 minutes why can't we judge him this time next year when he's had a chance to adapt why are fans so bloody impatient and judgmental moving on William Abbott, we've all listened with annoyance why the pundits play up Man U's poor performance against plucky West Ham I'll come out and say it West Ham have a better squad than Man U. Financial inequality be damned. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And last but not least, Gary, I was only taking a piece. You said why Three. people were and I moved on. Last one, Ed Hughes. Can us listeners get squad numbers? I think we should look at that next week. I think what, about so, pin, what about pin badges, I think? Yeah, maybe. I think we should get numbers and we should have squad numbers. We're not going to do Super 6 this week. I forgot to put an entry in, uh, but I'm still beating Nigel, but he's very close. We'll do an update next week. Yeah, we Predictions. Nigel. Uh, we've got Oxford on Wednesday. Are you going? Followed by Bournemouth away on Saturday. Are you going? No, no. Um, even though there may be a late-minute thing for Oxford. So I'm still hoping, but at the moment, no. I was offered a ticket for Oxford yesterday. I think Cambridge oh. is stronger, um, and they've got the bigger bulk as they rode down the Thames. So I'm tipping Cambridge to beat Oxford, and then I think Bournemouth will be a draw. Yeah, well, we do predictions, so just give us a scoreline, and you know what it is. Oh fucking hell! It's a draw, isn't it? Take your pick. I'm edging me bets. Now you're dragging the show out. We want to wrap the show up. uh, John, John, score lines for Oxford and then uh, Bournemouth. We will beat Oxford 2-0. I might write a letter to uh, the Football League if you've been offered a ticket for that as well. Well, I turned it down, but I was offered a ticket. (laughs) I uh, I reckon we'll draw with Bournemouth 1-0. I will go for a 3-0 win against Oxford United. And I will go for a one-nil win against the Cherries. Uh, so that will be what? How many wins on the bounce? I don't know. Quite a few. Uh, unbeaten, unbeaten this season. Well, that'll be that, three no, wins no. in a week. No, so unbeaten since unbeaten uh, this season. Since we got the unbeaten, unbeaten since that five-nil drop-in on the first day of the season. Mm. Anyway, I have been Sean. Uh, John has been 
Sitting here listening to Nigel. Uh, and Nigel has been... Short and sweet. Short and sweet, but we're still one hour 20. He's one of those. Bye. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Oh. Cool, George wouldn't have put up with one hour 24, John. Oh, I, I barely did. I'll be matching dinner. <laughs> Back next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 